He is an amazing God, amen? Yeah. It's good to be back with you. Thank you for your prayers uh, for me as I was gone a long time. I, when I came back last Sunday and I didn't have anything to do in the service except what all of you are to be doing, which is a great deal to be worshiping God, just be open to the word, to let the Holy Spirit just speak however he wants to, to my heart. So, but when I came back, I felt like saying, hi, I'm Dave. <laughs> it's like, it was so long uh, and all, but thank you. 7,100 miles on the motorcycle. Anyway, made it safely. Some really uh, great experiences. Um, going out to the Global, Nazarene Global Conference, which was in Indianapolis. It was a fantastic time uh, with uh, leaders from all over the world. And then uh, riding with my brother in our, our uh, kind of biannual uh, straight ahead ride in honor of my father who passed away in 2011. He always signed his letters straight ahead. So my brother said, well, let's just take a ride in his honor, which always gives you an excuse to ride, right? And makes it a noble reason, right? <laughs> so we did that, and we rode the Blue Ridge Parkway in Virginia, in North Carolina. It was really wonderful. And uh, we came back. We only, got, we only got really in one red cell rain drencher. And, and fortunately, we didn't have our rain gear on. <laughs> so we were wet, but our rain gear was dry, which is something is wrong with that picture. <laughs> Left my brother in Kansas City, uh, Lenexa, Kansas, and then I went by myself down to, felt like really impressed by God that I should uh, find a place for a retreat. I ended up at a Benedictine monastery for two nights in, uh, outside of Santa Fe, New Mexico. A bunch of old uh, elderly monks, you know, <laughs> really quiet place. And uh, it was just a good time to reflect and be alone with the Lord. And then uh, made my, my way over two days up to Boise, Idaho, where I picked up my grandson, Elijah, who had suggested that he go on a two-day ride with me. And so we took two more days to get home. And that was just really wonderful. But thank you. Thank you. Felt like uh, protecting angels were around us. Very good. My thanks also to uh, Benji and to Tom, who shared in the messages and the preaching while I was away. I've listened to most all of all parts of the messages but really, man, powerful and uh, a good, just a good continuation of this whole series entitled Released about uh, the Holy Spirit. Uh, we're going to continue on with that today. Um, and just remember, 5 o'clock, what time? This afternoon, 5 o'clock. This uh, afternoon, uh, we'll just gather for prayer, see what God can do, right? Um, so I just want to talk to you today about this matter of being filled with the Holy Spirit. This is the concluding, concluding message out of, uh, now I, I guess it's been about nine messages on the Holy Spirit, but I, w- I want to talk to you about this from Ephesians chapter 5, verses eight, verse 18. And you can turn in your Bibles right now if you want to, uh, to Ephesians five eighteen, where it says, be filled with the Holy Spirit, okay? Um, I don't have the reference up on the, uh, on the screen, but you, you can just uh, you look it up, okay? Ephesians 5. Uh, 18. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. The whole, whole piece goes something like this, and I'll, I'll just read a, a, a piece of it uh, for you. Uh, verse 15 says, Be very careful then how you live, uh, not as unwise, but as wise. Now, the carefulness is not cautiousness. The carefulness is like just walk with your eyes open, with your eyes open. Walk, you know, kind of like uh, walk acrobatically. That's, in fact, the word carefully has to, is the word acrobos, which means to walk acrobatically. Walk, you know, walk as, as one, you know, who is uh, 
and he uses a, a gymnastic term here, you know. Walk, walk is one who, who is learning how to, and is training, right, to walk in step with God. Uh, walk very carefully, uh, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And, and then he talks about this, really. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery or excess, or as we'll say in a few moments, uh, another kind of definition of that. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, um, singing and making music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Now, we won't really have uh, time this morning. I mean, I mean, really, we've done these messages regarding the Holy Spirit, but who can, I mean, we're going to, you can talk forever about the Holy Spirit. He's just like, he's God and we're not going to contain him in a few messages, but hopefully make us hungry enough to uh, really get to know him. So this matter of just really the, the, to be filled with the Spirit and, and through the exaltation of Jesus, he has poured out upon us his Holy Spirit. Um, Romans chapter 8, verses 10 and 11 says, Now Christ lives his life in you, and even though your body may be dead because of the effects of sin, you know, or, you know, or living in a fallen world. That's kind of what he's talking about, the effects of living in this fallen world. The body, you know, struggles on the outside, but, but on the inside is life-giving spirit imparts life to you because you are fully accepted by God. Yes, God raised Jesus to life, and since God's spirit of resurrection lives in you, he will also raise your dying body to life by the same spirit that breathed life into you. So not only, my dad used to quote this one a lot when he was like struggling with early onset of dementia. He would, he would say, um, well, I just am claiming this, that God, the spirit gives life to my mortal body. <laughs> he just like laid hold of that, you know. And it just made a difference in his perspective and how he looked at everything that was happening. And not only for this life, but also in the life to come, in the resurrection of the body where there will be no more pain or sorrow. But we're not there yet, right? <laughs> yeah, his spirit in you gives life to this mortal body. Um, I've invited uh, Moira Jordan to come and uh, share her, her testimony uh, with us about uh, what the Holy Spirit has been doing in her life, in, in her mortal body. So come, come right up, please. And, and uh, would you welcome her? All right. Good. Hi. Hi. Thank you very much. Just pull this right up for you. So. That's good. And uh, we, we sit down and, and, and we talked. And uh, but I'll tell you, she's been so kind because she, uh, she you know, the story is, is, I mean, it's massive. But, uh, man, what she is, uh, is going to give to us is... Uh, is powerful. I want to pray for you before. Father, thank you for Moira and uh, what you're doing in her life, what you have been doing uh, for your graciousness, kindness, for your power in her life. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray that you'd empower this witness to our hearts and to encourage everyone who is here. Amen. As 2012 rang in, it promised to be another busy year. I was in my 29th year of teaching elementary school and was trying to keep up with the many roles that I had taken on, including mother to a mentally disabled adult child that I had adopted. Little did I know that God had a different direction for my life. On January 2nd, 2012, I went to the hospital with excruciating head and neck pain. 
the doctors discovered that I had spontaneously dissected my carotid artery, blocking 80% of my blood flow, and it had also caused other damage that would leave me with lifelong head pain and medical issues. As I was ambulanced to another hospital, better equipped to handle my condition, I didn't realize then that my life would never again be the same. Doctors and pain took over my life. Then, just two months and several hospital visits later, while I was still in an immense amount of pain, I was also diagnosed with breast cancer. The surgery for this did not go well. What should have been a day surgery turned into four days in critical care. I now was in even more pain and very weak. I wondered at this point how much more I could take. But there was more in store for me. About six weeks later, I was to begin my cancer treatments. On the way to my first treatment, my car was hit by a school bus that failed to stop at a red light. Instead of going to my first treatment, I had another ambulance ride to the hospital. I then began a summer-long journey of treatments, now with a boot on my foot from the injuries sustained in the accident. This was all too much for me. I fell deep into the pit of despair. I wanted a cure for the pain to go away. I wanted to go back to work and do all the things I had enjoyed doing before, but this wasn't happening. I couldn't understand why so much was happening to me, and I didn't think I could do this any longer. But there was more to come. Soon I started bleeding into my eye and orbit. The top ophthalmologist at the UW couldn't figure out why this was happening. The pain from this was almost intolerable. I often had almost no vision allowing me to do even less. Hospital stays and many surgeries followed. I felt hopeless and helpless and unable to go on. Right when I needed it most, God spoke to me. And just as a sideline, when people have said that before, you know, I would say, did they just imagine that? And if that's true, why hasn't he spoken to me? I can tell you it's real, and when he needs to, he will. Because I heard his words out loud in a way I never had before. God knew I was in great need at this time. His words, though, surprised me. He said, it's your turn. A brief pause left me confused. My turn for what? Then he continued, like you have blessed others, I am blessing you. My first thought was that this was a really strange way to go about it. I sure didn't feel like I was being blessed. I was in pain and hurting. But then he said to me, in all your years of teaching school and having other children in your life, who were the ones that you were able to bless the most? It was the ones that were most needy. Through your neediness, I am able to shower you with many blessings. This thing you see as horrible, I see as great joy. I pondered these thoughts and a peace fell over me. This was my opportunity to bask in the glory of God, to feel him working in my life and to walk closely with him. It was an attitude adjustment that made me see my situation in a whole new light. I thought about the many times the Bible has told me the same thing. James 1, 2 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kind. Romans 5, 3 tells us to rejoice in our sufferings. And I have received so many blessings. 
Through not being able to return to work, I am home to look after my little grandson. I started taking watercolor painting lessons. I have written a children's book. And most importantly, I've had more time to spend in the word and prayer. My illness has also allowed others to see the faithfulness of God. What I didn't tell you about my cancer surgery was that the doctor could not stop me bleeding. He even tried a spray that will stop a pumping aorta from bleeding, but nothing worked. He told me that he finally just wrapped me up and said a prayer. And at that moment of prayer, he said, the bleeding stopped. How many people in the operating room witnessed the power of prayer that day? I also realized that going through so many things helps me to be a better witness. When someone wants to know how I can continue through life after so many things happening and being in so much pain, I let them know that it is because God is with me on this journey. He takes my hand and he gives me strength and courage. And God was with me even before I experienced my first symptom. He put people in place to support me. Just a couple weeks before the dissection, I had started seeing the most wonderful Christian counselor. And it is God's work through her that has helped me survive much of the suffering. I could not have done it without her. Only weeks before becoming ill, I started attending PNC and gained a church family to support and pray for me. It doesn't mean my journey isn't difficult, though. My pain is great and my activity limited. I spend time in tears, which I'm trying not to do, and have had several hospital stays and surgeries, recently having my 14th eye surgery. I have no idea what the future holds for my health, but God is walking with me. He is showering me with blessings and showing himself to others through my journey. He is building my character, preparing me for that day in heaven when I will be pain-free. I have learned just how much I need Christ. I can't do life alone. I have learned that I can rejoice and give thanks in my suffering and that God can use it for good. It is God's strength and love that allows me to accept and continue on this journey. If you are suffering or facing trials of any kind, I can tell you without a doubt that God is with you. You may not feel it at the time, but he is holding your hand and he will not let you go. If you hang on and be strong and courageous, you will be blessed. Stay right here. <laughs> so, um, so no matter how the container is doing, <laughs> no matter how the physical body is doing, no matter if your container is eight ounces or fifty gallons, God wants to fill that. God wants to be with you in the midst of every circumstance. So across the full spectrum, and there's no place where the Holy Spirit is not willing to be with us in the midst of life as it happens to us. And um, I, I asked her if, if we could pray for continued healing in her life this morning. 
So uh, would you just stand with me and just join with me in prayer? And, and she was not hesitant at all. Yes. <laughs> of course, right? Yeah. Um, we don't need to be afraid of asking God for big things. You know, we, we swing for the fences. <laughs> We're going to swing for a home run. And while we wait for a miracle, we may see healing, more healing, and uh, we, we may wait in mystery at times, but, but we have a good father. Amen? Amen. So, Lord, thank you for Moira. I know that she uh, awakened in a lot of pain today. Bless her. Holy Spirit, come and just send over her body from head to toe and just touch all these places that are still not quite right. Bless her eye with healing and, and all throughout her body, Lord, any place where there has been damage done from cancer or um, illness or um, kind of un, un, unanticipated uh, dissections and, you know, just this falling apart of, of her physical body. Lord, we, we just pray over her. We command pain in Jesus' name to subside. And we just bless her with more and more of your touch and healing and, and just greater fullness in your Holy Spirit. And thank you for the radiance that comes from her life and the peace that is upon her. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. Praise the Lord, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you may be seated. At the conclusion of the service, we'll have time for others who, who would like to be prayed for, um, certainly to respond, but also just this matter of, uh, in these next few minutes, just wrapping up this uh, issue of, of being, being released, trying to understand this. We're really called to journey with the Holy Spirit, to journey in life with the Holy Spirit. Not, it's not a quote-unquote religious thing. It's not something um, assigned only for, for church, it's for our lives, it's, it's, it's for companionship, it's for, it's for um, the relationship with Jesus Christ. In fact, the only way to have an ongoing, uh, growing relationship with Jesus Christ is, is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So, the desire of the Father creating within us a desire because <laughs> he has to create this right creating us into us a desire that for what we were made is it is our own desire to be filled with the holy spirit so just as paul says be filled with the holy spirit and he prefaces that by you know by saying you know do do not be drunk with wine which leads to excess. Um, he's, the word to, to excess leads to debauchery or to excess. It's really, uh, the word, it really means that leads to an unsaving, okay? I think I actually have that up there. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm skipping around a little bit uh, on the slides, but if you could go to that part, do not be drunk with wine, which leads to excess. Do you have that? Um, right. Do not be drunk with wine, which leads to more unsaving. Because the word for um, 
excess or debauchery, as it's translated, it is, is the word salvation with a little uh, letter before it, the alpha letter before it in the Greek, which really means, you know, if, if, uh, if the key word, the, the keynote word is salvation, then the little a before means unsaving, right? So just uh, medicating our pain or uh, trying to find fulfillment in any other way, whether it would be alcohol, but there are many other ways in which people try to do that. Do not be drunk on wine. This is not going to lead you to a more whole or saving or peaceful life. But instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit of God. Be, be filled, be, be, be completely full, be, be filled up to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. Uh, let the Holy Spirit uh, permeate your life, filling you o- over, you know, kind of um, not overwhelming you in a sense like taking away your choices, but uh, influencing you, coming in a permeating way into your personality, uh, into your thinking, into your affections, into your manner of life. Let the Holy Spirit fill you up in order to shape you into the likeness of Jesus Christ, no matter what the vessel is going through, right? No matter what you're facing. Um, it's very important. <laughs> See, and when he says be filled with the Spirit, he's really in a way saying this, this is the will of God for you. This is God's will for you. Um, the Nicene Creed, which, you know, we don't, we don't usually recite creeds around here very often. We probably should. There's some really great truths in the creeds. But the Nicene Creed says in this part, I believe in one Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who with the Father and the Son is to be worshipped and glorified. Let's say that together, okay? Let's make, make, make that confession. I believe in the one Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who with the Father and the Son is to be worshipped and glorified. And what sets that off, what, 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 cre- what creates that in, in kind of an all-out way is simply this imperative, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be, being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's in the continuous tense. So it's, it's, it's uh, imperative, which is like a command, which I, as I often have said to you, that I believe really the commands of God are his invitations for us to participate in his life more fully. So the, see the command as an invitation into a life unheard of. A life that you will not know apart from him. Be filled. Be, be being filled with the Holy Spirit. This, this, is, this is the will of God. You, you, you must be sure that it is God's will for you. And have confidence that, that this is what he wants to do. In, so that the spirit that was upon Jesus would be upon you. The spirit that is working within Jesus would be within you. The spirit-filled life is for you, brought to you through Jesus Christ. So desire, desire this, desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit again and again. A a few questions. These questions were really raised by A.W. Tozer, um, which I I thought they were were so good. Um, do, Do you want to, do you want Jesus, to be the Lord of your life? Do you want the liberty that comes only from the lordship of the spirit of Jesus within you? 
Do you want your personality and habits to be permeated by the Holy Spirit? Your relationships, your desires, your goals, your future, your fulfillment to become the same as that of Jesus? Do you want to be liberated from all self-sin, self-pity, self-centeredness, self-righteousness, self-hatred, self-fulfillment through impurity, greed, or grasping, self-insisting on its own way? Do you want to be liberated from these self-sins? Can, can you get along with just the way that you are? Are you, are you willing to keep going down the same path, trudging along without full surrender uh, and welcome to Jesus? Are you willing to forsake your own logic and to accept this gift of the Holy Spirit and that this gift is for you now? Um, be filled with the Holy Spirit. It is for you and your children. Remember, he is for you. This fullness. He, say, he says, um, I will give you another counselor, the spirit of truth, and he will be with you forever. And, and this other counselor is this advocate, this one who is called alongside to help. Remember, do you, not, not only do, you, do you, you get him in some sort of moderation, because most of us, um, we don't mind having, maybe if we think it out, we don't mind having the Holy Spirit in some sort of moderation, but we don't want him to get crazy on us, right? But actually, uh, you, you cannot say to the Holy Spirit, I, I would love you in moderation. You, don't, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Be drunk with the Spirit, in a way, right? And so, whereas wine, pharmacologically, is a depressant, so the Holy Spirit is a stimulant. The Holy Spirit enlivens your life toward God, fills you with the desire in the heart of God and he is alongside you then as an advocate or uh, an encourager or a helper, one who, who can help you find your way in life. You can, you can actually journey with him, which is a beautiful thing, right, to journey with the Holy Spirit. Uh, when my brother and I were uh, coming back um, uh, in kind of like the middle part of our ride, we were spinning, uh, we were driving through Chattanooga, Tennessee, and uh, we, we were as often because we didn't have any, like, GPS sort of thing. We'd have to we have to pull off the road and, and uh, look up Siri and kind of see where we were. Right? It made the trip somewhat longer and a little more adventuresome. Um, so, but this was absolutely. I think this was the humor of God. We we pulled off uh, 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 an off ramp and we got into a parking lot of a church and we we stopped and we got our phones to see where we were and we looked up <laughs> and the name of the church was Our Lady of Perpetual Help. You can look it up in Chattanooga, Tennessee, Our Lady of Perpetual Help. And so I said to my, and in fact, I have a picture, and I, I for, I, I'll try to get it out for the second service. Of, but I said my, to Stan, I said, you got to get over, pull out, pull out Siri, start scratching your head, and we'll just we'll take this picture right by the sign, Our Lady of Perpetual Help, right? Here, here's the interesting thing. We are more interested in having Siri a lot of times than we are having the Holy Spirit. Because we're more interested in information than transformation. We want information coming into our life. We want all the right information. We feel like, you know, to, to, you know knowledge is power, right? Uh, but uh, but our, I tell you what, Our Lady of Perpetual Help, whatever you believe of the Catholic view of, of Mary, I will tell you this. This woman, Mary, she was filled with the Holy Spirit. This woman, Mary, she was a person who said, May it be to me as you have said. The Holy Spirit came and did amazing things through her life and through the life of her son and through the lives of all of those who are 
willing to be filled with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> he has given to us as an advocate. Do you know he wants to journey with you, right? I, I'm just going to give you some passages, and you'll have to take the time to unpack them a little bit. But I just, you can journey with the Holy Spirit in fullness. It's really important that you ask. So, so I would just say, ask the Father full of fullness of the Spirit. Say, Father, would you just fill me with your, I would like to be as full of the Holy Spirit as Jesus was. Now, I don't, you know, swing for the fence, right? <laughs> because Jesus says, as the Father sent me, I'm sending you, and he breathed on him and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And he wasn't giving the Holy Spirit to them in moderation. Receive the Holy Spirit. Ask the Father. Just ask the Father. Don't assume. Don't, you have the Spirit of God in you. Look, if you are a follower of Jesus, you have this. If you are, have believed Christ for salvation, you have been given the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in you. Ask the Holy Spirit. Ask the Father to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Ask Him. Luke chapter 11, He encourages us to do that. Ask. Will He not give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Ask the Holy Spirit. Ask to be filled. But another, another piece of this is, is, and we'll just put it kind of like this. Walk, walk with the Spirit, right? So walk with Him. Walk with Him. This is in Galatians. Uh, Galatians chapter 5. Walk in, in, with the Spirit. Here's the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience. All the things we really want in our life, right? The character, the virtue of Jesus. The virtues of Jesus are the fruit of the Spirit. If you ask him to fill you with this, work his fruit in your life. And, and then he says, if we live by the Spirit, let's also keep in step with the Spirit. Walk in agreement with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Just walk, walk in agreement with him. This is cultivating companionship with him. So if the Holy Spirit is, is you know, if Jesus in the Spirit is forgiving those who have hurt him, then guess what you're doing? You're walking in agreement. You're forgiving those who are hurting you. Along with that, it's very interesting, two passages that come from this. And one of them says, do not, um, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. This is in Ephesians. Do not grieve the Spirit. Um, do not sadden the Spirit of God. How do you do that? Do not sadden the Spirit of God by hanging on to anger and bitterness and malice, hatred in your heart, and filthy words from your mouth, words that hurt other people. Do, do, don't, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit is a person. You're walking with the Holy Spirit in, in agreement with, don't, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. And, and then he says, also he says, and, and do not put out the Spirit's fire, or another way to put it is do not quench the Spirit. And that's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. You can, you can look these things up. Listen, don't, don't put out the Spirit's fire. See, the Holy Spirit, like it's the Holy Spirit is, has, is this flame of passion that, that God gives to us that just stirs in our hearts a, a love for God, a love for others, and, and, and a way of living and a way of being open to God, being open to heaven. You know, your kingdom come, heaven, heaven on earth, you know, may you invade now. It's not like we're waiting for heaven later, which we are in a lot of ways, but it's also that we believe May your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven now. May your kingdom come. 
So don't, don't put out the, what the Spirit is trying to do. Don't put out the Spirit's fire. And there's so much more that just can be, be said about this. Oh, I just like, you know. So, um, yeah, seek for, seek his gifts, right? 1 Corinthians chapter 1, I mean, excuse me, chapter 14, verse 1 says, Above all, live in the way of love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially prophecy. You know, especially that you just might be able to speak that encouraging, God-given, anointed word into people's lives that encourages their walk with God. Um, his gifts, right? And then you could just go on and on where it just talks about, you know, to be an open, you know, I will pour my spirit upon all flesh. And, and, and what's going to happen? Your, your young men will, will um, see visions and your old men dream dreams, you know. And your, your, your servants they, and, and sons and daughters, they will prophesy. Just the whole thing is that God, it's, it's God is in fact active through our lives through the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And in this way, thank you, Tom, in this way we will be able to kiss the world. We'll be able to let the world know that there is hope. That there is a true and living God that desires to permeate each individual's personality and affections and thinking and manner of life so that healing can come to the nations. Amen. Be filled with the Spirit. Have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? Have you even, have you even asked to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Have you even seriously said, God, fill me with the Holy Spirit? It is clearly His will. Don't, don't worry about manifestations, signs of it and all. Just be in that place of asking and let him begin to fill your life, your, your relinquished, surrendered life with himself. And watch the surprises of God along the way. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you for the, the promise I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Thank you for the promise that it is for us and our children. And thank you that it is your will that we be filled with the Holy Spirit. So what I want to ask you to do just as we conclude here for the next few minutes, I just want to, in, in, in a moment, we'll stand together and, and, and sing Fall Fresh. And as we... As we do that, if you, I mean, truly, I encourage you to do this. If you truly are in that place where you're saying, I, in fact, do want to be filled fresh with the Holy Spirit, then just come and ask and step forward. Just come. Relinquish your, your, your life to Jesus and and. And if your life is already relinquished, then say, fill me. Fill me. I, I don't need to be more full of me. I need to be more full of you. <laughs> Amen? Yeah. So just come, all right? Let's stand together.
And then I'm going to, after we sing this, then I'm going to just pray for us, okay? So, so feel free. Just come. We have a good father, and he loves, he loves to do this. And it will work differently in each one of our lives, but he loves to fill us with himself. Amen. So feel free as we sing just to come. Stand here in the front, and, and uh, we'll pray together.